welcome to You'll Have That, a podcast about mental health, death, sometimes chickens. It has been about adults going back to school or being in school. My name is Emily Loveless, and I'm your host. Um, for, you know, listeners of You'll Have That, if this is not your first go-round, you'll know that I have been absent for a couple months Um, I've just kind of been doing summer, and I wanted to come in this week and make an episode about that, like what summer has been like, and all that kind of normal good stuff, but something happened last week. David Berman of Silver Jews fame um, died. He committed suicide, and I've been really sad about it not to make it about me but I've been more sad about this than I would have expected to be sad about this not that I was expecting it but you know I don't know I didn't know David Berman he was not a friend of mine I have loved his music for a very long time and I mean that's the extent of it right I'm his fan but it just was really damned depressing and I've continued to be sad about it and I don't know I just so this is an episode about depression and obviously I'm going to talk a little bit about suicide so that's something that you don't want to listen to today then I love you come again next week so for those still interested um I mean, you all know that I have dealt with depression for most of my life and some pretty intense anxiety, which has led to really intense depression. And there have been times in my life when my anxiety has been so bad that I have felt paralyzed and it's led to just like a lot of inaction at times when I should have taken action because I just felt like I could not even focus long enough to figure out what to feed my family for dinner you know like everybody ate out a lot and ate a lot of cereal during those times because I couldn't get my brain to switch on and just function and I have to say that um sertraline really helped me with that it has changed my life um I bring that up because David Berman in in his his record labels Um, eulogy for him, Drag City, the eulogy. I think he started that label. Anyway, he was living in the office at the time of his death and had been for a while. I think maybe attempting to pull himself out of a depression or just making sure he sees people regularly or something. But um, he had described his depression as being treatment-resistant depression. And... I'm not criticizing what he said about himself. I wasn't him. I don't know. But I had thought that about my anxiety, that that was what life was like. It was just supposed, it wasn't supposed to be like that. I knew that wasn't what life was supposed to be like, but that it just couldn't be any other way. And until I got on the right meds, obviously, and, you know, I don't know, therapy, talk therapy has not ever been a thing that's really been helpful for me because um, 
I don't know, because I just, I mean, it's really hard, right? It's really hard to sit in front of someone and say, hi, here are the things that I think about myself that I do not tell anyone because they're so heinous and I'm afraid they're actually true and I'm pretty sure they are and people tell me other nice things but I can never believe them help right <laughs> um so I, I haven't ever been able to successfully like cross the bridge of vulnerability or my ego or whatever to get to be able to connect there but it's not something that I really feel I need at this point, I probably should have stuck with it at other times in my life, but at this point I'm doing okay for the most part. Um, you know, treatment resistant depression is a scary term for me because there are so many people I love who have talked to me about their mental illnesses, their anxiety and their depression, and I have had so many more people talk to me about times when they have been suicidal than I ever would have expected when I was feeling that way many years ago. I never would have counted as many people as I do as having experienced that, but it's so much more common or, I mean, maybe I just am befriending a lot of people with mental health issues because I have them. So we end up talking about it. I don't know, but you know, I don't want. I would never think of any one of those people if they came to me and said that they had treatment-resistant depression. I would never say, "Well, oh, okay, you've got it then, huh?" Or like, "Oh, well, that's that, right?" Like, no, I would still try and encourage them to seek any kind of treatment. Like, if they've tried medications and therapy and that hasn't worked, to keep trying things. One of my friends has some intense anxieties and um you know she really doesn't want to go the medication route and therapy can be pretty cost prohibitive for a lot of people that's just a fact it i mean it is it can be and you know but one one way that she's seeking treatment is by she listens to podcasts by people she trusts experts in anxiety and she's really good at attempting to implement those strategies and I think I think it's helping I mean I'm not saying that yes if you just try any crazy old thing it will help but like she's still trying and she's trying something and so I just would never look at any of the people I love who have told me that they feel this way and say well yeah well just have a drink you know <laughs> like I guess you're screwed just would never do that and I feel desperately sad that David Berman never was able to find a solution that was helpful and it's not a solution because mental illness is not like for most people I think it's not point A to point B it's like accepting that you have a thing and you know, the line of progress kind of zigzagging its way. Hopefully it's an upward trend. That's been my experience. And I think from people I've spoken to, that seems like it's not uncommon. I just, I feel sad. Like we got robbed of David Berman, you know? That's so selfish. Bella, stop it. Bella chases the cat in the middle of a serious discussion. Um... 
and he didn't owe anybody anything, you know, his, his right to his life was his own, but, but it's sad, it's so sad, think of all of the people who are mourning him, I am mourning him, I didn't know him, and I am mourning him, and of course, most of us will not have the reach that he had, but there will always be somebody mourning you, and death is inescapable, that's just a fact, right, everybody dies, this is one way people die. It's just we spend so much time and money and effort trying to live longer. And I think it's just shocking and sad to see someone choose to shorten that. I hate to say choose. I don't know. Because when I've been in, I've really only truly felt that way once. You know, there's like deep, dark depressions where it's kind of lurking in the fringes and it's like if you spend too much time there, then you'll be there. But I I felt once, really intensely, oh, when Hannah was littler and I was just on my bathroom floor in the middle of the night just thinking like, if, if, <laughs> if I didn't have Hannah that it would be the end and that in a lot of ways Hannah would be better off and that's not true no kid is ever better off with their parent dying well perhaps there are some extreme exceptions but I don't know there's no real point to this but there's no like point to the story that's not like a parable or anything, right? But it's just, you know, I've been there and I know in that moment, it's not like, oh, well, if you think everybody hates you, there's always at least one person who would grieve you. That doesn't matter. In that moment, it just doesn't matter. You just aren't, you don't care. And you probably don't believe it. Um, David Berman was quoted saying at some point, I think he was in, in a Reddit AMA like a month ago, he was talking about this, that at some point he said that he thinks there have only been a, a handful of people who are really fans of his. And that's absolutely untrue. If you look at this AMA, there are so many people who went back in and posthumously thanked him. And yeah, I don't know. I'm really sad about, about David Berman. Um, I'd love to hear anybody else's experience with Silver Jews. Somewhere in my boxes of junk I have, I have half, I have the last half of their set from their Salt Lake City show in like 2007 or 8, um, that I stole off the stage because it was at Urban Lounge, which is kind of like not a really big venue and it's really intimate. And, uh, yeah, I want to dig that up. If I can find that, I'll post it to inst Instagram. Um, but, anyway, rest in peace, David. I don't personally believe that you have any, I mean, you don't have any brain function now, so David Berman is done. But um, I hope for some peace for his family and friends, people who actually knew him. He had, he wrote a, a lovely, just a really powerful 
book of poetry called Actual Air. And if anybody wants to borrow that from me, you can if you know me. <laughs> um, or, you know, maybe we'll just all get together and read some or something. I don't know if anybody even really cares about this. I know a couple of people definitely do. Some people that were at that show with me for sure. But anyway, you all know the suicide prevention hotline stuff. I'm, you know, in, in that eulogy from Drag City, um, they talked about how you have, like, dozens of suicide prevention hotlines already in your phone, and those are the people that you know, the numbers that are already in there, and that's absolutely true. I read that, um, that suicide is often something that just, it's not like it just happens in the moment, but if you can get to the next moment, to the other side of it for one day, then oftentimes, you know, you still may deal with suicidal ideation, but you won't be attempting suicide. And I've learned that those are, those are different things. And so if you're in that moment, I mean, text or call anybody in your phone, people you don't even, who you think don't even like you exes from 10 years ago or something if you call that person you're like well, I'm feeling suicidal um, I'm 99% sure they'll still be there for you so try I guess I never watched um, all of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia but I've seen like on Tumblr or something this quote from uh, Frank I think his name is Danny DeVito's character and he says like he doesn't know how much longer he has left or how many years he has left so he's going to get weird with it and that's where I'm at you know we almost all died in December and I've progressively just let myself get weirder with it over this year so that's the message I take away from this too is that if I'm still alive I'm just going to be weird with it and I'm going to just just attempt to feel more confident in doing the things that I know are good for me, the things I want to do, and attempt to feel less concerned with how that fits into greater society. Because the people who know me and love me already know that I'm kind of a weirdo. So, like, you know, they're not going to be surprised by whatever it is I decide to do. Ah, <sighs> yeah. I'll be back in a few days or next week or tomorrow or later today with an update about the future of the podcast and kind of a recap of summer and all of that, but I just felt really compelled to talk about David Berman because it's been weighing on me. When Hannah gets home from camp, I'll have her help me figure out how to create a playlist of Silver Juice songs that you can listen to. Um, I would not suggest you read the lyrics or listen to Purple Mountains, his most recent works right now, because I did, and it was just so sad it did not help this process. Or maybe that would help your process, so do whatever you want. I guess. Um, for now, uh, just listen to Black and Brown Blues by Silver Jews. It's not 
you know, the best song, best of his songs, or most emblematic of anything, but it is one that's been stuck in my head (laughs) all weekend. That and Honk If You're Lonely Tonight, um, you know, they're kind of playful while, like, also being, while also showing that deep, depressive side, dark and playful. So, I don't know. I love you all. Thank you for listening. This has been a little self-indulgent, but it is my podcast, so indulge me. I'll talk to you soon.